Hi, I'm your host, Molly, and this is the social media generation. Today, I'm going to talk about social media's impact on mainly teenagers and their mental health. While I'm going to discuss the negatives of using social media, at the end, we're going to focus on some solutions that can benefit every single one of us. So let's rewind to how and even why my research about social media began. So at my high school, every senior has to complete this thing called a senior project where we write a sort of literature review and another form of project on any topic of our choice. Now, I have been seriously thinking about my topic since sophomore year. If you know me, it was obviously going to be about dogs. Well, it was a week before I had to submit my topic and I was laying in bed, scrolling through my social media, crying. Now, I don't remember exactly like what I was crying about, but I know it was because I kept seeing friends hanging out together all over social media, and obviously, I wasn't invited. While I was laying there staring at my phone, crying, I realized that I needed to write about my senior paper about social media. Before I started diving into this, I felt like society constantly praised social media apps and like ignored these obvious problems. But if you do not know, In the past year, there has been so much, and I mean so much, research on social media and the impact it has on our brain, our behaviors, our thoughts, and basically how it is controlling us entirely. At least I knew I was not the only one feeling bad from using social media. Now, keep in mind, this podcast is not me saying, never use social media, delete your social media apps right now. No, I still have about every social media app you can think of. I just think it's important to hear these facts to truly understand how you are being affected. Also, when hearing this, you can apply it to your own life and see Do you feel that way when on social media? If you do, you can decide, maybe I should limit my time on Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever. I believe that we need to stop this sky rise of depression, anxiety, and suicides in teenagers. We know what is causing the increase, so why don't we do something to stop it? I'm going to talk about three main points. That's social media addiction, low self-esteem, and the fear of missing out. Also, we refer to that as FOMO. And then I'm going to relate it to the rise of depression, anxiety, and suicides. Now, there are other aspects on why social media is causing anxiety and depression. You can go check that out for yourselves. But statistics and my own personal experience believes that these three are mainly responsible 
for affecting teenagers. I have a trivia question for you. When was the first social media site created? Answer, 1997. Was that earlier or later than you actually thought? 1997 was only 24 years ago. So I was born in 2002 and I got Instagram for the first time when I was only in fourth grade. So our generation, the wonderful Gen Z, is the first generation to ever grow up with this thing called social media. So while we were 10 years old, posting and scrolling through Instagram, no one knew about the consequences of using social media. No one knew how it would affect our mental health. Well, because as a kid and a teenager, our brain is still developing, these apps did and they still do influence our brain's growth. That's kind of worrisome, right? Now, to be even more specific about who is affected, on average, girls spend more time on these apps than boys. Because of that, girls tend to deal with more problems due to their time on social media. So I'm mainly talking about aspects that affect female teenagers, but if you're a male, these things still apply to you. Just on average, if you spend less time on social media, you're better off. The first aspect of social media that leads to anxiety, depression, and suicide is addiction. So our whole life, we've been warned about the dangers of drugs and alcohol. We have been told that these substances are addicting and even damaging. I have some interesting news for you. They left out the part that social media is addicting and damaging as well. There is a website called Addiction Center that discusses the different forms of addictions and then solutions. Well, it surprised me and it shouldn't have that there is a section for social media as well. They discuss scientifically why we are addicted. According to them and every other single source that I looked at, this is why. When an individual gets a notification, such as a like or mention, the brain receives a rush of dopamine and sends it along reward pathways, causing him or her to feel pleasure. So when someone likes our selfie, we get a shot of the chemical dopamine, which is the same exact chemical released when using drugs. So we get on TikTok, we post, we get a few likes and comments. Dopamine starts to rush and that is when we begin to experience anxiety. The second aspect of social media that causes anxiety and depression is low self-esteem. Now this is pretty obvious why it occurs. Social media sites are set up so people can rate and judge each other's posts. There is a psychological term called the social comparison theory 
it states that people evaluate themselves based on their comparisons to others. So social media sites are created so users can post images. But when images are posted, users undergo this social comparison theory and they begin to judge their own looks, their own wealth, even friends compared to whatever is in that photo. So teenagers are spending hours browsing through photos, believing that their own life is insufficient and does not measure up to what they're staring at. Do you understand how that affects us psychologically? Think about your own self for a minute. Now, along with this, social media is designed to encourage evaluations of posts. For example, on Instagram and TikTok, you can like or comment on another post. On YouTube, you can like, even dislike, or comment on a video. On Facebook, you can use different emojis, such as there's like an angry face, a heart, tears, to add your own opinion to the image, and so on. A study by the University of Texas at Austin concluded that those who received lower amounts of likes were more likely to have anxiety and depressive symptoms. So the belief of being inferior to others due to low likes or even high dislikes directly impacts individual self-confidence, which leads to depression and anxiety. The third and last aspect of social media that causes anxiety and depression is the fear of missing out or also referred to as FOMO. FOMO is an extreme fear and anxiety that someone has when they think they're going to be excluded from a certain activity. Remember that story about how I was scrolling through Instagram while my friends were hanging out together without me? Yep, I was experiencing FOMO. Now, with social media, FOMO can refer to multiple things. First, like my own story, people experience this fear of missing out when they log on Instagram and scroll through photos and see the ones that they're not included in. And as you may guess, those who spend more time on social media experience more feelings of FOMO. This is because they're constantly seeing activities that they're not being included in. But ironically, people also use social media to make sure that they're not missing out on anything. And that will lead you back to social media addiction, which was the first aspect of social media that causes anxiety and depression. So if someone is feeling left out because of photos that they saw, they are experiencing high levels of depression. And if they are making sure that they're not going to miss out on anything, they are experiencing high levels of anxiety. 
So lastly, I'm just going to give you a few numbers about the correlation between social media and the rise of anxiety, depression, and suicide. So you can see these connections for yourself. So by 2015, 92% of teenagers in the U.S. had access to social media sites. In other words, barely any teenagers do not use social media. What happened is the rate of teenagers using technology increased while anxiety, depression, and suicides also increased. Netflix released a documentary called The Social Dilemma. If you have not seen it, go watch it. It will change your perspective about social media. Well, anyways, they provided some numbers about this increase of depression, anxiety, and suicides. According to them, since 2010, depression and anxiety diagnosis went up 62% for girls aged 15 through 19 and 189% for preteen girls. With suicides, it went up 70% for older girls and 151% for the younger ones. So we have these hard statistics that show that social media is obviously responsible for mental health problems in teenagers. We see them side by side. Technology ownership increased at the same exact time that that mental health problems also arise. So what can we do to prevent these numbers from going up even more? You're probably not going to like this, but it starts with yourself. Nobody knows your mind more than you do. If it is hurting, let's do something about it. First, you have to be honest with yourself. I have been in your shoes. I have lied to myself and have said social media is not making you sad. It is good because you can talk to new people. You can keep up with old friends or fill in the blank. Making excuses for social media will not benefit your health. It will only put more money in Mark Zuckerberg's wallet. If you know that social media is making you feel depressed because Susie has more friends than you, admit it. Tell yourself that social media is hurting me. Now you can move to the next step. Consider taking a break from certain apps, or even better, all of them. Do it for a day, a week, even a month. Whatever is best for you. I'm not going to tell you it will be easy because it's not going to be. We are addicted and addictions are not easy to break. But after your social media break, you may notice that you feel better and you should continue. Or you may even realize that now you can have Snapchat and you can get on it sparingly. You can get on it in a healthy way. Now, if you're scared to start a social media break because you feel like you will feel left out, ask your friends to join you. You and your friends can all hold each other accountable. And I bet we'll spend more time with each other than normal. Remember that the less time spent on social media equals less mental health issues. And that is our goal. Now, a more extreme solution 
is that social media creators should actually be held responsible. They should have to have a similar warning that is found on drugs and alcohol substances, educating people of the possible addictions and side effects of using. We as a society have accomplished promoting a lot of change. But why don't we promote change to benefit our own health? I think that it's upsetting that we have ignored the sky rise in mental health issues in young people. Our mental health is vital. Let's do something about it. But remember, it all starts with you taking control of your own self. Do not let social media be in control of your mental health. Control it. I sincerely hope that this podcast opened your eyes a little. Maybe take that challenge. Maybe get off your social media for a little while and see how much happier you feel. If you think someone else needs to hear this, share it with them. Thank you for listening.